Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You are listening to episode 143 of Process to Profitability. Launching a course is a huge task filled with to-do list items, including writing copy for all the pieces, which can be really intimidating for business owners. Kim is here to help us focus on what's important when writing your launch copy, including the process she leads clients through and specific tips for writing your sales page and email sequence. We also talk about when you should consider hiring a copywriter to help you and mistakes business owners frequently make when it comes to launching. Kim is a launch copywriter and strategist who loves sharing copy and strategy tips to help coaches and experts build authentic connections with their audience and have feel-good, profitable launches. Before founding Copy with Kim, she was a PhD scientist working in corporate. Her science background gave her the tools she needs to ask questions and gather data to craft custom strategies for her clients that turn their leads into paid customers. You'll find Kim with her hair pulled back when it's go time, writing and strategizing. She's fueled by bubble tea and plant-based foods, a firecracker at her CrossFit classes, and a strong believer that education is a basic human right for all. Make sure you check out Kim on Instagram, where she's always sharing tips about launching and copywriting, and get her freebie in the show notes. Hi, Kim. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, Samantha, thanks so much for having me. I introduced you at the beginning of the show, but I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit more about who you are, where you're from, and your journey to getting into what you do now in your business. Yeah, sure. So my name's Kim. I'm a launch copywriter, and I'm based in Maryland. So I started off my journey actually as a scientist, um, my work journey, and in grad school, I didn't really like what I was doing. It's kind of just doing it because that's what my parents told me to do. Um, and I found that this creative outlet of mine was kind of shunned. Um, so I'm very happy that while I was doing a postdoc, I came across a podcast episode about copywriting. Um, also, Instagram used its algorithm to show me ads about a copywriting course. And so I took that course and started my copywriting business last year. So that's how I got started. Yeah. So how did you find copywriting specifically as something you were really interested in? Oh, that's a good question. Cause I know copywriting is a lot different than just regular writing. So I enjoyed writing as a kid and would write like many chapter books. Um, however, I found when it comes to copy, I also enjoy reading about like psychology and human behavior. So that kind of fused two things that I love. And that's why um, I decided to go with copywriting. I love that. I love that you were willing to pivot from something that you didn't really enjoy, which is what I did coming out of college. I decided I did not want to go to school anymore. And I was, I ended up with a longer journey to business, but I think it's so cool when people are willing to say, you know what? I know that I've put the time into this, but it's not what I love. And I'm going to figure out how to do something that really lights me up. Oh, I didn't know that about your journey, Samantha. That's, that's amazing that you did that for yourself. Yeah. 
So today we're talking about copy and launches specifically. And I know you've been talking about launches on your Instagram and you are going to be talking about sales sequences coming up in, when this is released. So let's start by talking about copy and why it's so important for somebody who's launching specifically a course. Yes, yeah, that's a great question. Um, so somebody launching a course, there's so many parts to a launch, right? You have your strategy, you have the actual creation of that course. Design is very important, as you know, and tech. And copy also plays a part. I think each of these are very important. One is not more important than the other. But copy, its main role is to connect with your audience and to sell. Because um, to run a business, you need to be sure that it's profitable and you're making sales. Um, so that's copy's main role. It's to sell. Um, and what I like about copy, too, is it's not only words that you're putting out there to try to sell your product, but you are trying to infuse you know, your values, your personality, some type of conversion strategy. Um, and you can use um, your copy to, to convert your audience. Awesome. So many of my listeners are in a place in their business where they might have tried to launch something before and it didn't go well, or this is the first time that they're really getting into courses because they want to add some income to their business. So what advice do you have for somebody who is going through this for the first time and they're trying to really get all the pieces together? Oh, yeah. Um, so first-time launchers, first of all, like really congratulate yourself. And that's, that's awesome that you're in this next phase of your business. Um, the first piece of advice I would give is to give yourself time. Um, because when it comes to launching, you don't want to be like scrambling. You really want it to be a fun process and you don't want to burn out as well. So when I work with my clients, I recommend that they give themselves at least four months to prep for their launch and to get the copy in place and the tech, and then they can launch. Um, so that's the first piece of advice I'd give a first-time course launcher. The second piece of advice um, would be to do research. Um, I learned this from a copywriter, Prerna, of the Content Bistro, and it's really important to do your research. Um, some people think that copywriting is just writing, but actually 80% of it is doing research and 20% of it is writing the copy. And you really want to understand the conversation that your audience is having in their head. So what kind of problems are they dealing with? Where do they want to see themselves? How is your offer going to help them get there? Um, so that's another piece of advice I have as well. I love that. I have talked a lot on the podcast for websites. You know, you are working with both copy and design to really speak to those pain points of your clients and the transformation that they're looking for, because that is what's going to let them know that they're in the right place. And when you're doing all of that, the research part is so important, like you said, and it's a piece that a lot of people skip because it's a lot of time. It's a lot of work. They might not know who to go to, to ask or where to find that information. But I love that you mentioned that it's like 80% of copywriting is getting that data so you can write the correct words that are actually going to speak to your audience. Oh, yeah, definitely, Samantha. Um, and I guess I can also give practical ways um, that you could ask your audience. Um, I recommend that my clients send out some sort of interview where they can get 
these questions answered, um, or you could set up one-on-one interviews with past clients or previous um, or potential course members as well um, to really get words from them. And then you can actually use the specific words and phrases that they're saying in these interviews in your copy too. So you mentioned that you do have the research part of copy and you have you recommend that people take four months before they launch, which I'm sure feels like a long time when you're looking at it, but is not when you're actually in it. <laughs> but what is kind of the outline of the process you take your clients through when they're doing a launch of a course? Oh, yes. Um, so I break it up into phases, Samantha. So the first phase, of course, is that research phase that I talked about. The second phase would be to put together a strategy. So we did the research, we gathered the data, now we want to map everything out. So what I help my client do is um, I help them map map out their pre-launch content. And so this is the valuable content that you're putting out. You're not introducing your offer yet. And what this phase does is it's really priming your audience for your offer. Um, Then we map out their launch. So how many emails they need and also what avenue they're going to introduce their offer, whether that's a webinar or another lead magnet, a challenge. And then the third phase that I have is that I go off and I write the copy for my clients. So after we strategize and I'm off to write copy, then they can review it. The fourth phase is to actually launch. And if my client is live launching, um, I'll be there to support them as well during that phase. And then the last phase I have is the post-launch. So what we want to do is We want to analyze everything that happened during the launch, not only the analytics, but I also want to ask my clients how they felt when they were launching too. Like, did they feel really burnt out or did they feel excited? And then from that data, we can, I can help them for any future launches that they have too. I love that process and that you focus so much on the front end, on the research and the strategy, because that is really any piece of business, that's what's going to get you to the success. It's not just about, you know, doing the launch and then providing the service. It's about creating something people want and communicating that in the case of copy. And, you know, this is just a bigger piece of an overall course, but it's so important because if you are not getting people into your course, then all of the other time and effort you've put in isn't really beneficial for your business. Very true, yes. Do you know what your dream clients see when they come to your website? The only way to figure out how your dream clients are using your website and what makes them leave is to ask them. I've created a special UX test guide that you can get at lemonandthesea.com slash UX test. Inside, you'll learn how to structure a user experience test to get the best results, 18 questions to help you really see your website through their eyes, and my favorite way to find dream clients to help you. You need to look at every stage of your client's journey from landing on your website to completing the final goal through their eyes so that you know what to change right now to start converting more visitors into clients. Get the guide at lemonandthesea.com slash UX test. So you mentioned a couple of things that you help your clients lay out in the strategy phase, but what are those important pieces of a launch copywriting strategy that we need to make sure that we include when we are laying this out. Oh yeah. And this is strategy, right? Samantha. 
yeah, that like what pieces of copy do they need to make sure that they're planning for? Oh, yeah. So in terms of copy, so I mentioned the pre-launch phase. So you want to have content and copy going out before you actually launch because nobody wants to feel ghosted and people want to be sure that um, you're the right fit um, for and this offer is the right fit for them. You also have a landing page. Some people call this your opt-in page too. Um, so maybe you're asking people to download some sort of lead magnet or sign up for a challenge or webinar. So you have a landing page as a form of copy. Then you have your emails and those emails can either be invitation emails to your webinar or they can be your sales emails. Um, the main role of those emails is to sell your product. Um, and then you have your actual sales page. And then you have email or you have social media posts as well. So whether you're on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, you want posts going out as well about your offer. And then there are ads too. Um, I don't specialize in ads and I highly recommend if somebody is launching for the first time that you try to launch organically. Um, so just to your audience, but that is there too. Yeah. Thanks for sharing those. That is a lot of things. And especially that I feel like that pre-launch phase where you're thinking about the content beforehand and like the landing page, those are things people might not think about when it comes to this. Uh, so do you see any trends with your clients about where they like to share their pre-launch content and what is successful for that? Oh yeah. So I recommend my clients um, use a platform where their audience is, is using. So for example, if they know their clients are mainly on Instagram, then you can put out, they can put out their content and copy on Instagram. So just finding out where, where your audience is, I think is important. And you can do that during your research phase too, by just asking them. Yeah. And it was helpful that you mentioned, like, this is not the pitch part. This is like letting them get to know you as an expert so that when you're ready to pitch, they are primed to buy because they already have that trust. Definitely. So let's go through some of the things people might struggle with when writing copy. And I think the first one is going to be writing a sales page because it can be long and intimidating. So what tips do you have for writing a sales page for your course that you're going to launch? Oh, yeah. Um, so in terms of a sales page, as you said, Samantha, it can be intimidating, but I recommend that you break it up into chunks and to start with what you know best, and that's your offer. So for a course, for example, what you can do is you can write out your mod what your module is, what specifically that module is about, but don't only write about the feature of that uh, module, but also the benefit that your course member is going to take from taking that course and how it's going to help them get to that dream state. Um, also, you can use copywriting formulas that have been used for decades that work. Um, so there's the PAS problem agitation solution, ADA getting somebody's attention, then sparking their interest and desire, and then getting them to take some sort of action. So you can use these copywriting formulas throughout your page as well. And since you already did the research, you have specific phrases that your clients have told you about, the problems they're dealing with, the dream state they want to be in. So make sure you infuse their language too into the sales page as well. Um, so those are some tips I have for writing a sales page, Samantha. Perfect. 
And then I think the other piece that we might not even really think about is writing your sales email sequence. So when you're ready to start selling, you're going to be emailing your list of people that have opted in with this freebie or maybe people who have joined before that. But how do we lay out a sales sequence for your launch? Yeah. So I think when it comes to launching, definitely write your sales page first, and then you can take specific pieces of that sales page. And um, that section can be a specific email. So for example, let's say that you're highlighting bonuses on your sales page that you're offering. Um, I highly recommend that you have an email about a specific bonus of yours and how that's going to help your client. Um, In terms of mapping everything out, I like to think of launching like you're inviting somebody to a party, let's say. So if I'm inviting somebody to a party of mine, I'm created an invitation and I'm really excited to share uh, my party with my friend that I'm inviting. So that first email, you really want to spark a lot of interest and excitement about your offer as well. Then it'd be really good to maybe in the second email to tell your potential course member why you created that offer in the first place. And then you can also join that conversation they're having in their head. Now you, they probably have questions about this offer and each question of yours can tie into a specific piece of a, a specific email. And I think it's important to keep in mind too, when you're writing an email, that there's one specific purpose for your email too. Because sometimes, um, when, especially with launching, there's a lot of moving parts. You might want to include a lot of information in an email, but make sure um, at the top before you write each email, just to write down that one purpose of your email, the one person that you're writing the email to and have one call to action that you want them to take. That's so helpful. I know when I write, even my regular emails, there's like, there's so much you want to get out there and you don't want anybody to miss anything. But when it's really long and involved, that's when people are not going to read it all. They might not pay attention to everything. So thinking about it as we're going to talk about one thing, especially one piece of your sales page and have one call to action here is to me, that's really helpful to think about writing an email that's less intimidating than you have to write an email that talks about your entire course and convinces everybody to buy it. Yeah. And I think what's great about email too, Samantha, is it's kind of like a private letter that you're sending um, to your potential course member too. So you can infuse personality, include pictures, and really just be yourself. Um, Think of it like you're writing a letter to a friend. Perfect. So if somebody is going through all of this and they realize, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do this myself. When is the right time to hire a copywriter and how do they know what they kind of need to have prepped, what, what they would need to do in order to find the right person? Oh yeah, that's a great question too. Um, so in terms of hiring a copywriter, I wouldn't hire a copywriter yet because a copywriter can cost you thousands of dollars. Um, so if you don't have a validated offer yet, I wouldn't hire a copywriter. Um, and if you're not sure about your brand voice and your messaging, I wouldn't hire one yet either. There are some courses out there that copywriters promote that can help you write your copy, and you can actually get feedback from these copywriters too. So if you're launching for the first time, I think that's the best option for you. However, there are exceptions that I have for clients too. 
many of my clients, they have a very busy life. Um, they're seeing patients day to day. They don't have time to write their copy. Um, so if they have the budget and um, they're willing to help me with all the phases that I explained beforehand, then I will help them. Also, if you try launching multiple times before and you're not seeing results, I think that's when it's time to hire a copywriter too. Yeah, that's really helpful. And I love that you said, you know, if this is your first time, it might not be worth the investment because you're still trying to make sure your offer is validated, that people actually want it. And that's what I tell a lot of new business owners from a design perspective is you don't need to invest thousands of dollars into a website or a logo until you know the type of business you want to run and that you're actually going to stick with it because so many people think that this is what they want to do and then discover that it's not. And I don't, I don't want anybody to feel like they invested when they weren't ready. Oh, yes. Yeah. I feel the same about my clients too, Samantha. So what mistakes do you see business owners make when it comes to launching and writing all of the copy pieces? Yeah. um, So I guess this ties into what we talked about before, but a mistake I see is people aren't doing research beforehand um, and they think that copy is just writing words. I think it's important that you talk to your audience and make sure that you understand where they're at and how your offer is going to help them. Um, Also ghosting your audience too. Um, So I know that especially if you're creating a course for the first time, it takes a lot of work. Maybe you're busy creating the course. However, I think it's important too that you're still putting out valuable content and nurturing your audience as well. So another mistake that I've seen people make when it comes to launching is they're only sharing their offer a handful of times and they're not really bringing their audience through a journey. Um, So you want to be sure that you map out your content and your copy as well. um, And you're bringing your audience through this journey to finally um, purchase your offer. Another mistake I've seen, especially for higher ticket offers is people aren't giving um, potential course members the opportunity to have a one-on-one conversation with you or somebody on your team. So Samantha, I know that you offer high ticket service and I do as well. And I think what's great about us is we can get on the phone with people um, and talk to them, make sure they're a good fit. However, I think something that course members can do if they have a high ticket offer is um, to maybe offer a 15 minute phone call with you. Um, Because some people end up signing up for a course and then maybe they feel bitter about it because this wasn't the right fit for them or they didn't get the results they were expecting. So I think maybe having an email that you send out in your sales email sequence that gives somebody the opportunity to talk with you would be beneficial as well. Um, The last mistake I've seen is not asking for feedback after your launch. Um, So I think it's important if somebody decided not to sign up for your course just asking them why. And maybe you can use that data in your frequently asked question section or use it in a sales email that you end up sending out in a future launch too. Yeah. I think those tips are really helpful to avoid mistakes. I love the idea of offering a sales call almost even for a course. I have a client who has a high ticket course and she offers a call mostly because she wants to make sure that the people joining are going to be a good fit. There's a couple different tiers and making sure they get to the right place. And when we look at the information afterwards, the people who get on that call are so much more likely to buy 
and then do really well in the course because they know what they're getting. She knows that they're going to be a good fit and it doesn't take up that much of her time. It's definitely worth it for the results that she helps her clients then get working together. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's why we went to business in the first place too, to help people. And you want people who sign up for your course to take it and get results. So that's great to hear that about your client, Samantha. Yeah. So do you have any last tips when it comes to copywriting and launching? I know that this is a big topic and we've just covered a little bit of it here, uh, but anything you like to recommend to people or tips that you have for somebody who's doing this themselves? Oh yeah, I guess number one piece of advice I have, Samantha, is just to launch before you feel ready. Sometimes I have clients, they've created everything. They put all the moving pieces together. We have their copy in place and the tech put in place and they still feel nervous to launch. Um, and that that is really normal. Um, but I think the great thing about launching is you can gather data to help you with uh, your next launch. Um, so I come from a science background and I performed a lot of experiments as a researcher. And sometimes I go into an experiment knowing that, hey, maybe this won't go as planned, but at least I can get some data to make the next experiment better. Um, so I think you can kind of keep that mindset um, when it comes to launching your course as well. There's always something that you can improve, but you don't know what you can improve until you launch. Yeah, that's great advice. And I know that in the past, I have been afraid to launch something because it won't go well, but it's all just information of, that we can then use to make changes and improvements down the road. Definitely. Yes. So as we wrap up today, I always like to ask people if they could recommend something to a friend, it can be business related or not at all to do with business, but what would that one thing be? Oh, I love this question a lot, Samantha. Um, so I would recommend that a friend takes one day off from their work um, and just takes time to spend time with your family, spend time out in nature, and just remind yourself about life and uh, that there's more to this life than just working. I know as business owners, sometimes, well, at least for myself, I can time my value in a lot with my work, um, but taking one day off out of the week kind of just helps remind me that life is more about my work. Um, it's about relationships and helping other people too. So that's a piece of advice I'd give. Awesome. I love that piece of advice. I have started doing that in my own business out of necessity. And now it's something I would not give up because it is so life-giving for me. It's so important for my family. And I think it's good to let go a little bit in business and just have the space to, to breathe. Very true. Yes. So where can people find and connect with you online? I know you've got a freebie that people can check out. So where can they get that and get to know more about you? Sure. Um, so in terms of social media, I'm mainly present on Instagram and my handle is at copy with Kim. I've also been trying to get more into Twitter lately. Um, so I'm also there at copy with Kim. In terms of the lead magnet, you can find it on my website, copywithkim.com. And there I also have blog posts that go into more detail about what we talked about today. The lead magnet is my sell before you launch checklist. And it gives you 10 different items that you can check off, just making sure you have all your pieces in place before you launch. 
I know we talked about the pre-launch phase too and how it's important to put out valuable content uh, for your potential course members. So I also include a bonus 30-day content calendar that tells you specifically um, what to post, when to post it, and what avenues to post that into, whether it's a blog post, maybe a podcast episode, um, or an Instagram reel. Perfect. That's so helpful. And I know you are sharing lots of tips over on Instagram. So I will link to all of that in the show notes for people to go and check that out. Thank you so much, Samantha. Thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah, it was really fun. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.